Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Howdy, I'm Gompy Charm. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Maximum Dinobots. I'm excited. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back and read it and then come back and listen to the podcast. Now, onwards. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts about it. But before we can dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some fun facts about the comic? Yeah. Um, the first issue for Maximum Dinobites was released in, on December 10th, 2008, and the last one came out April 15th, 2009. Uh, the writer was Simon Furman, the artist was Nick Rosh, and James Ray's with colors by Joanne LaFuint and Josh Burkham. So, fun facts, the Sunstreaker clones appear to be in four different colors, uh, gold, black, white, and red. Of the four, uh, the white and red Sunstreaker clones pay uh, homage to Sunstreaker's Diaclone Lamborghini LP500S super tuning toy colors. That was a mouthful. <laughs> uh, anyway, the first issue was released the same day as the birthday of Grimlock's first voice actor, Greg Berger. Uh, also, Grimlock bisects a Sunstreaker drone with his sword, including the head. And, uh, well, great, because uh, somebody's got to have to explain to that headmaster's family that he was bisected. <clears throat> uh, that was just, you know, a joke. Funny thing. Uh, uh, spoiler! Anyway, last one. Uh, when Ravage breaks into Jimmy's house, Jimmy is playing with the Snake Eyes action figure. Oh, Hasbro, self-inserting. Oh, yes. <laughs> Gotta just sneak that one in there. Which we'll see more of, don't worry. Anyway, Kilobyte, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? Will do. Uh, so on this issue, we follow Grimlock as he tries to reunite with his fellow Dinobots that have been captured by the humans. On his journey, he needs to battle the likes of Scorponok, Shockwave, and the humans in order to complete his mission and save his friends. This information has been taken from the wiki. He was caught between a rock and a hard place. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, boys, we have the Dinobots. My boy, Grimlock. Dinobots. Your boy. Shown roaming around the Skyfire, which is, you know, a spaceship that they took to get to this planet. But... It's the the word Skyfire is also a homage to the G one episode of Jetfire Skyfire debacle. We won't get to that. This is about Dinobots. You know, it's funny uh, that I think about it. It's like we're when we're talking about the Dinobots, we talk about the the all brawn, no brain unit of the Autobots, right? right? Yep. And so, like the first thing we kind of see Grimlock doing is trying to repair the Skyfire. I'm like, oh, you're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. He is welcome to try, though. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a it's a good time all around. I, uh, anyway, kind of like bouncing off of that. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny that we were talking about the Skyfire, but um, you know, it's the it's how we see the 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 Dinobots uh, come to Earth, right? So like, this is. They, they land in New Zealand, I believe, right? Of all places. Yes. I believe so. That is, that is correct. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like a, a dinosaur, robot dinosaur can crash land in New Zealand. But uh, here I am 
wishing I was in New, Ze- in New Zealand, you know? I mean, maybe you just got to crash land New Zealand. <laughs> I know. That, that should be your the, vacation from Cybertron. Out of all the continents, they hit New Zealand, man. Like, that's not even a continent. That's a little small island. I mean, it's a good place to be. It is. <laughs> it sure is. So moving on a little bit. In this issue, we finally... So Sunstreaker and Hunter are searching for the other Sunstreaker's real head. So Hunter has become a headmaster, right? As we found out in the last issue. And now he's on a mission to find the true head uh, after escaping the machinations base the first time. That that to me is a little weird because it's like, oh no, I ran away from the real head. Oh no, I gotta go back for the real head. <laughs> like you were just there. I was just confused a little bit on like what conscious state was. I mean, I know Hunter and Sunshake were connected in the head, mm-hmm. but like there was that moment where Sunstreaker would leave like. Or not Sunstreaker, Hunter would leave Sunstreaker's body. Right. And like Hunter looks at him and goes, All right, I'm gonna leave you for a second and then goes to the fence. I'm like, wait, so was was Sunstreaker talking to Hunter through his body? Like I, I, I'm confused yeah. here. I have like a, a telekinetic thing, and I think because we're the readers, we can't like see in their head as well. So for us they speak out loud as we read it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's how I interpret it anyway. Like, I was just confused. Like, wait, was it his chest just talking? Like, why, why does he need his head if his chest can talk? <laughs> right, right. It's a comic. Yeah, I think it's it's all wired in. It it is an interesting dynamic. I'm usually not a fan of headmasters, but like this dynamic between Hunter and Sunstreaker is interesting to me. I may be alone. <laughs> it is. I just wish that. That same dynamic could have like worked with the other headmasters in the sense where Sunstreaker could mess with them. Sure, sure. Like yeah. mess with the other Sunstreaker clones. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the the comic's called Maximum Dinobots, but we spend our time with Sunstreaker and Grimlock back and forth. Um and one of our leading up to Grimlock, he's in search for the rest of his team who have been mind controlled by the humans. Woo! Mind control. In a in a Jurassic Park looking <laughs> attraction <Absolutely>. area. <laughs> yes, it is. Nothing can go wrong when it looks exactly like Jurassic Park. It's almost like we had a movie about this, but you know. And just like in Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs escape, cause havoc, and what have you. In some weird place in Nevada. Yes. Like- <laughs> it wasn't even like a city. It was just some random town in Nevada. Yeah, poor town. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I guess, do you guys want to, since we're kind of talking about the bots, do you guys want to talk about like the design? Because like... Oh, yeah. Um, later For on, sure. All beautiful here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so like later on in the comic we'll see like we saw the dinobots kind of look like natural dinosaurs fighting shockwave and then when they were in the jurassic park they looked a little bit more robotic and then we also kind of get a brief glimpse of just an overall character uh, design new design in the sense that uh like grimlock's helmet looks really really cool looking like it's not like a front panel looking helmet he looks like he has like, like a like a really structured uh draw jawline yeah Yep. I'm loving that. I love that design, and I, I love that they continue off of that design in later comics. We'll see. This is the design that the 
Planet X designed their toy that's coming out here soon. Ooh. Yeah. That's this design. Yeah. Yeah, it looks so good. Oh man, I need like a I need two hundred dollars to buy it. <laughs> Maybe I'll sell don't, some of my old toys. Don't you can sell a kidney. I mean it's worth it. Yeah, I don't need two of them, right? <laughs> so Grimlock design. Excellent. Perfect. I love it. I also based one of my costumes off this design. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you and I went to a comic, like a, a toy con, essentially. Uh, yeah. Many moons show. ago now. Yeah. yeah. Same place, almost. <laughs> they, I'm not going to lie. They, they designed that jawline, like, out of all things. You know, you I look at the G1 toy, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's kind of cool. It's... It's really nice. It kind of looks like a like a legitimate like kind of like helmet esque looking headpiece, and then they put a jawline and like oh, that that's a head. That's a that's a that's a good addition. I don't know how they thought about adding that, but that's a that's a good one. That's a boy. <laughs> that's a sweet boy. <laughs> uh, so Grimlock, uh, any other designs that you want to point out? Oh, I have many. <laughs> oh, go on. We are here for it. I, uh, well, first we mentioned that they had the like the organic-looking dinosaur modes, which reminded me. I don't know if you saw this as a kid, but I saw uh, it was called uh, Extreme Dinosaurs, and they were like a copy of uh, uh, Street Sharks, and so they were humanoid. They were humans that got experimented on, and they became dinosaurs, and then they helped save the city. So it was kind of like a uh, trying to follow the Ninja Turtles. And so I felt like the designs were pretty similar. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, so I thought, I thought that was cool. Uh, <laughs> like T-Bone for Grimlock. Yeah. And the Stegosaur is uh, for Slag. It was, uh, I feel like it's very accurate to the, to the extreme dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Other than 90s cartoons, uh, I love swoops design uh especially his eyes look like kind of like goggle like aviator goggles uh but a little bit different and that's always been my favorite dinobot since it's uh it's a pterodactyl so i really really digging those goggles something about dinosaurs and robots that just like yes <laughs> best combination ever <laughs> always throw in some sharks oh yeah oh yeah Get some shark decons up in there so i want to move on a little bit so eventually the dinobots overcome their mind controlness and that's because humans were being humans and let them out just a little bit and then they you know came to they didn't like that wasn't it, wasn't it scorponaut that said lighten it up a little yeah bit? Light, lighten up the mind control let them have a taste of like the real dinobot versus grim grimlock it, it was it was that kind of a, yeah it was a bad move on scorponaut's part <laughs> Yep. Um, so eventually they're like, oh, this isn't working. So they send the machinations, the army of clones, Sunstreakers, to go and quote unquote kill the Dinobots. That's never worked out before, but maybe this time. So we get to see a queue of just Dinobots versus the Sunstreaker clones, which I thought they could handle it, but cue the monster bots. And I believe, Kilobyte, you have something to say about monster bots. Oh, I love the monster bots. Uh, I don't know, just, I really like the beast, the weird beast Transformers, for some reason, like the, the Turricons and the Monster Bots, so I was very happy that they showed up, and they just started casting Havoc, 
and, and then they show up and it's like, you always won Grimlock. <laughs> He's I, like, yeah, yeah. Hate to break it to you, buddy, but uh, I wouldn't rely on seeing the monster bots anymore. Oh, I figured. But I'm happy they showed up a little bit, you know? <laughs> this is a comic of like sads, like secret sads, like no more monster bots. And uh, oh, this is the last time we see the Dinobots together. Yeah. As a as a family, as a what's that movie? <laughs> Fast and the Furious. It's about family. Yeah, it's about family. Uh, so the, the the big battle scene, one of my favorite scenes, and we uh, Computron mentioned this earlier, is when Grimlock slices one of the Sunstreaker clones directly in half. Not not widthwise, lengthwise. Right. Yeah. Yes, which is, you know, will happen again later on with something else, but take note. Also, keep in mind, all of these Sunstreaker clones are headmasters. That means the head is a human, and he sliced it right in half. That's a bad decision. <laughs> right. I mean, you would think that they, out of all places, you would want to, you know, be a human operating a robot. Maybe not be the most vulnerable piece of the robot. The head? Always go for the head? Yeah, Ooh, just be like in the chest or something. I don't know. You know, you gotta take it from Thanos. Always go for the head. The head. <laughs> yep. And that's what Grimlock did. Grimlock doesn't uh, mess around. Well, he goes straight to the point. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, kind of bouncing around here. Uh, while we're watching this whole beatdown for the monster bots and the, uh, the, the clones, Sunstreaker clones, the Dinobots, uh, we see the humans uh, in like their secret lab reassembling the smartest bot of them all, Shockwave. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, do go on. And uh, they're like, so they made a deal with Shockwave, and they said, uh, you have to go clean up this entire mess. Which you know, Shockwave's like, Psh, yeah, I can do that. But uh, they said you have 24 hours to clean up this mess, and or we'll essentially blow your head off with this right, they put a bomb in them right yeah, yeah kind of the it's kind of suicide squad ish <laughs> well the, the, the best piece of this entire thing was is that shockwave after they free him and let him loose he looks on and goes do you guys know how much damage i can do in 24 hours and then he just flies off like chills <laughs> and like you can see the human faces they're like did we make a mistake yeah <laughs> And the answer is yes. The answer is always yes with Shockwave. He did make a mistake. <laughs> yep. He always has a plan. And that's just like, to me, that's like my favorite part of the entire comic. Because it's just like Shockwave being Shockwave going, you guys know I can just level this entire planet in 24 hours. But okay, bye. There's both so much emotion and lack of emotion from Shockwave's face when he just looks at you deadpan with his one singular eye. And you know what that look is depending on the angle of his head and it's just like goosebumps <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah and i was gonna say of course his plan is to go get Soundwave. yeah right right my boy i see my boy Soundwave's my favorite uh even though my name's computron we're just gonna do that it's okay <laughs> you can have a favorite that's a decepticon while you're an autobot yeah onyx what's up <laughs> I'm a prime. Don't <laughs> choose um, sides. But Soundwave is my boy, and it's interesting because Soundwave was uh, how he got his form. I 
I didn't actually remember reading this the first time through, but I didn't realize that it was Shockwave that locked him in that kind of stasis lock, uh, miniaturized form. Yeah, it's some uh, Shockwave Soundwave beef. Yeah. Yep. Who's the best waves? <laughs> and he was stuck in a kid's room in a shelf doing nothing. All the of things course. he's probably seen. He was tortured. <laughs> like play with snake eyes. Right? <laughs> He's like, get this G.I. Joe out of here. <laughs> uh, so there's Shockwave Soundwave beef, but there's also Shockwave Scorpionock beef, which is interesting, and they both argue who gets to have revenge on the Dinobots. Yeah. To which, in the end, Shockwave really didn't care about John. Yeah, yeah, in the end, he was just like, all right, it's not worth my time anymore. I'm leaving. Bye. And then Grimlock drops an oopsie. Go on. Uh, so the ending scene, uh, Shockwave tells Grimlock, like, look, this was just a mere distraction, and I am only using you just so Soundwave can disable this inhibitor chip in my head. And then he goes, just accept that and move on. And as he's walking, Grimlock, like, drops a grenade in an entire propane store. <laughs> <laughs> Shockwave looks at him and goes, "What have you done, Kablooey?" Right. <laughs> yep. Grimlock was gonna take everybody out. Oh yeah, Grimlock wanted to take out Shockwave, and like one of the things that happened, which is one of my favorite moments between these two um, bots, is Shockwave saying like it cost him ten thousand years of planning or something, and Grimlock's like, "Yeah, well, humans have an expression: payback's a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't know where that bleep came from, but we're keeping it. I just thought that was interesting that like he's only been awake for a little bit, but he's picked up on some human expressions. Interactions, yeah. Right. Any other thoughts? Uh, I got some thoughts that are kind of off of the comic itself and more of the art gallery, but if you guys want, uh, do you guys have anything else other than that? Kilobyte? I feel like uh, Scorponok was decent as a middle villainish character yeah. in a way because like he did something by just sending in the clones but he uh like he wasn't part uh, of a lot of the fighting until like the very end so uh he was very it was interesting because when i was reading it, i got confused because in the previous comic he's all broken up and then he's all fixed and then i'm like wait what's going on how is this happening and then i kind of saw it and then he he's like a headmaster as well i'm like okay wanted so, to be a headmaster but then again, I guess if you had the opportunity to have an escape plan where like any vital piece of your body's going down like a heart failure or whatever, and you can just pop your head off and leave. Well, then I guess that kind of makes sense. But using a human, on the other hand, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Although we we do see a change on his size. I don't know if uh, it's because he rebuilt his body after uh, just being ahead for a while. Uh, but he is way bigger than when we first saw him in Origins. Cause he's like towering over more most of the bots here. So I thought that right. was a pretty cool yeah. detail. Yeah, he was like towering over Hot Rod, which we haven't right. really talked yeah. about at all. <laughs> he got swole. He got swole. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, what was that whole thing about Hot Rod just bursting into fire? What What was that all about? Flame on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that's just uh, a reference to some of the old UK comics where you had like some flame powers. 
hot oh, rod. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I do want to take back one thing. I do have one more thing. I'm sure this is Computron's favorite scene is when Soundwave reboots. This is going way back. And Ravage and Laserbeak do a murder on the humans that capture them. So oh, that yeah. got dark real fast. It's like the humans are like, haha, we, we got these two. We're going to use them to search for other robots. And then like soon as Soundwave is free from his... Um, Stasis lock-ish. Stasis lock in his alt mode. Ravage and Laserbeak just commit murder. <laughs> right then and there. Go to town. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, after that, I'm, I have nothing else. I have no more notes here. Uh, I feel like overall the, com- the story was very good, very fun, very entertaining. And the art style is like on point. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nice and kind of bittersweet and short, even though it's the last time we'll see the Dinobots together. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we head out, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is after the postscript of or after the comics, we kind of get to see the art gallery. <laughs> uh, the comic coming up for us, uh, one of the two comics coming up for us is the All Hail Megatron series. Well, in this one, we see an art gallery for All Hail Grimlock, but it's like Grimlock ripping up like an All Hail Megatron poster and popping out and him screaming, All Hail Grimlock! Yes! I'm for <laughs> it. I'm for it. Like that's, to me, I was this. I was very close to putting that as like my desktop background. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on the YouTube version of this podcast. How's that sound? Yeah. 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 People can enjoy that stuff. If that's all, let's move on to the next segment. So we actually have one review for our D&D spinoff series. Um, It is an actual uh, review from a direct message from someone that we know that was listening to the series. They they binged the whole thing. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, which is, I think, the whole thing is like six hours or seven hours now. Yeah, I'll read it. My favorite character has been Bob. Bring Bob back. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bob from the first episode needs to come back, I guess. We've had we've had two bots ask for Bob now. Right. We've had two people ask for Bob. Apparently, Bob needs to be the A storyline, not the C storyline. <laughs> Wait, the, the Bob that was murdered? Bob? No, no, no. That was Bob's friend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bob, you stand. You stood over his head or on his head. Yeah, you you did try to kill Bob, but you didn't kill Bob. <laughs> right. So, okay. next segment, uh, toys. You guys recently got new toys in the mail. I know we talked about them on previous podcasts, but now you have them in your hands. What's your thoughts on them so far? And what are they? So the toy I got was Six Shot, which is amazing. I love the toy. It's well made. It's very heavy. Uh, which I, w- I was a little bit surprised. It's on the smaller size, but it's uh, I can pose it in so many forms. I have, of course, it, he's a six changer, so he has six different forms that I can use. Uh, we did do a little photo shoot with him in the mm-hmm. DJD, so that was that was very fun, and I I'm in love with that figure. I want to get more of the from the from the same company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to Decepticon December. Which is a theme that we're going to be doing. Yeah, where, we, where we're going to talk about some obscure characters. Or maybe not so obscure, but just kind of bring some characters uh, uh, a little bit into the foreground. Instead of like the, the popular ones. And see if we can 
uh, give you a little bit of fun facts from the characters. And then I got a character. I got uh, Black Shadow or Sky Shadow. Uh, names up for grabs. Uh, Hasbro and their names, you know. Uh, he's pretty fun. <laughs> he's the, the reason why I wanted to get him is because I have the Iron Factory DJD set. And I really enjoyed the scene in the comics. Spoilers. Where DJG do a murder on Black Shadow. So I have that recreated scene on my shelf. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I <laughs> <laughs> think that's it for toys. Um, what else do we have? We have some Transformers news. Uh, we got. We might have some information for a Transformers game that we might do a review on called Transformers Heavy Metal, which is like a made by the company that did Pokemon Go Niantic, and it's pretty fun. It's interesting. I can't say too much about it because it's not officially released, but we will have content for you when that comes out. Yeah, it's still it's still like in testing in Alpha, right. so only only a few can get access to, but. Right. Uh, hopefully it comes out here soon and we can all try it out. If you catch us outside playing it, uh, get out of our way. We're playing it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am using my... So if you were friends with Onyx Prime on that game, that's me. Um, I'm assuming that's the same with you, Kilobyte. Uh, yes, that is going to be me on the that game, yes. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if you downloaded it or not, Computron, but uh, they, they brought Minicons back, which is... We haven't seen those in a while. Yes. <laughs> and I'm really excited. They're pretty adorable. I, I, I really enjoy the ones I've found. Are you like using minicons to help you fight Decepticons? Yes. 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 Amazing. Yes. Yes. And they do many different things. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, with that, shall we uh, end the show? Yeah. All right. You guys ready for our next read? Transformers Drift Origins? Yeah. I am ready. Awesome. <laughs> Kilobyte, you want to take us out? Sure do. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. And thank you so, so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you're interested in more content, Try checking out the spin-off D&D series, Transform and Rollout, Rise of the World Killers.